0: Luck and load. This is Steve Dace. The
1: Steve Day Show.
2: And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Day Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. I am Steve Dace. He's Todd Erzin, and he is Aaron McIntyre. It is Desmond Howard Heisman Trophy Throwback Day here on Throwback Jersey Week. Todd, your thoughts.
0: Nothing wrong with the maize blue. Nice color palette. i was you know, you could do worse.
2: Still among the most famous moments in television, televised sports history. Desmond striking the pose, right? At least you have the memories because, uh, well, let's not go down there. I've had actually pretty good memories. I mean, I'm winning this program of all time.
0: You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're going to need them.
2: Coming <laughs> off the. You're going to need them. Yeah, coming off winning the Big Ten Championship and, and smoking you guys in your own crib. We did that. Proof. Smoked you guys too. Positive. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we've had the better program the since uh, that post. Is sick and tired of bickering, badger and Wolverine fans. How's that for running up the
0: I, middle there? I like that's it. Good. I like
2: it. Anytime you had to play the history card, you already lost the argument. But anyway. um you just played the history card. Uh, it was just last year, and then you had to go back you previous just, to that. Desmond Howard and is since history. since there is no other future year— You're wearing the history card. Since there is no you're other future wearing year, the history card. I can, that's actually contemporary. What happened last year is the you're, most current you're thing. You're wearing the history card. See, I was intending to completely segue this into I said Blue. Zelensky, was beautiful. and you had to just give me, you know— I said some the color palette was touching. S- snotty bat—now I, I know why you guys think this See? way. See! I'm with you. See? I got your back. Finally. I get it. it. You all need to, you guys have a a, a nice decade or so, but know your place up there. Know your place up there. And it is lower than ours. So, um, here is the awful segue I was about to make. (laughs) We're off to a great start already. Speaking of striking the pose, who among us, when you have not been in the midst of The new world war ii or as mitch mcconnell recently called it the most important thing happening in the world today by the way has anybody ever seen dick levine and ditch mcconnell in the same place nope i mean those facial features that will blow your mind that meme will they didn't
0: even do the thing where they like they morph the faces it's just the face it's
2: just their faces yeah Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely uncanny. Uh, But, of course, when you are fighting for societal survival, when you are the tip of the spear of the the worst landmass invasion in European history and something that was worth wrecking the natural gas supply to the entire European Union as well as our own economy further, who doesn't just say, you know, sometimes back in the day... Back in the day, man, after you got done dodging Nazi bullets on the on those on 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 Juno, you took a smoke break, right? We all have to smoke. We all have to self medicate in our own ways in these high stress existential situations. Correct. Correct. But if you're the man of the perpetual green shirt, Zelensky, e e e e e e e e e, did I get all the Y's in? Yeah. Okay. You self-medicate a little differently. I mean, this thing has gone so far against you that just an impromptu performance by you two won't be enough. A visit from the first lady, Lindsey Graham, coming all the way to Ukraine to get to the bottom of it—that won't—that won't do it anymore. No. Now. Uh, Zooming in on the Grammys. Didn't he do that? Didn't he zoom in into the Grammys? Yeah. I believe he did that. Right. Okay. No. You have to pose for a Vogue photo shoot. Have you guys seen this? Of it's in course. the montage. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. I, I, how did Ted Cruz vote for this? How? How, how did he vote for this? Some of you may say, well, Steve, you should ask him. I would like to and have tried. I get no reply, which always tells me that's because there's no good answer. Whenever I ask a question and get no reply to the people I know and know well, it's always because, always, 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 well, I guess there's a 1% chance their phone uh, just blew up on them and they never saw it. The other 99% chance is there is no good answer. And so down the memory hole we go. You're subsidizing with tens of billions of dollars of your money that this country already doesn't have with an inflation-induced recession, which will become official tomorrow. Because we've printed so much damn money, at least the first time we did it as terrible as it was over COVID, at least we bought ourselves off as terrible and stupid as that was. At least we did that. At least we bribed our own people. Now you're doing it for whatever reason because I don't know Ted Cruz and a bunch of guys watched Rocky Four last month and uh, and you know heard Russia and uh, uh, seventy billion. Here we are. You're subsidizing Vogue photo shoots. I'm sure we have sent a very strong message to the Shycoms. I'm sure right now that they are really rethinking the world hegemony plans. Oh, no, not the United States. We don't want to. We don't want to wake the sleeping giant. They might subsidize our Vogue photo shoot. They might send over the charge and the light and the loafers brigade. Whatever will we do? Not the androgyny army. Are you mad? You should be. And then just go on taking it. Because that's what we do. And, you know, we'll be sitting in the camps here in a few years, patting our kids on the head and promising them that the red wave is coming to save us. Any day now. Any day now, the red wave is coming to save. Any day now. Coming up on today's show. At the bottom of this hour, we will begin by or Hold. This is where you get to take over the program. And if you think I'm Ornery, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz will join us and we'll wrap up what we did last night here on Blaze TV uh, with our uncensored Truth Be Told uh, special that we did with Sarah Gonzalez last night here on Blaze TV. It's still up there. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, you can still watch it right now. You do not want to miss that 90-minute truth bomb. And Daniel and I will break that down and have some thoughts about what we have seen since. We recorded that special for you just about a week ago. Before we move on, though, let me remind you about our friends over at Bonner Private Wines because they do have a hand in making and distributing some of the best red wines in the world from Malbec grapes that are from deep in the Andes Mountains from families that have been doing this for a couple of centuries. It's not some corporate vineyard, and they're not loaded with chemicals and additives. It's real red wine that goes really good with whatever you want to eat, particularly with red meat this time of year. If you want to try them right now, uh, you can get half off the retail price and half off the shipping when you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. Again, that's BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. You don't need a promo code. Just go to the website. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve. And now it is time for Aaron to let us know what happened while we were away.
0: I am
3: Kamala Harris. My pronouns are she and her. I am a woman sitting at the table wearing a blue suit.
1: My name's Aaron. I'm wearing a shirt. I'm 29 years old, and I like people, places, and things. What happened while we were away? Brought to you by Pronouns. Yes, that's Kamala Harris and a host of birthing units at some meeting at the White House, all introducing themselves using pronouns and descriptions of their appearance, apparently out of deference for the vision impaired. Of course, they're all wearing masks, so apparently that sends the message to the hearing impaired that they can go. F- Moving on, Donald Trump spoke at the America First Policy Institute in D.C. yesterday. A lot of good stuff, but one very bad moment. Here's how that all went down.
4: And I'll tell you what, if I were ever, uh, I'd be the greatest woman's basketball coach in history. Because <laughs> I don't like LeBron James. I like Michael Jordan much better. But but I'd, but I'd go up to LeBron James. It doesn't matter. I'd say, LeBron, did you ever have any desire to be a woman? Because what I'd love you to do is star on my team that I'm building up. I will have the greatest team in history. They'll never lose. society that refuses to protect its children (laughs) is a society that soon will not be able to protect anybody. This is a hallmark of cultural and social decay against which we should fight back very hard and very soon. We don't have time to wait years to do this. The sickos who are pushing sexual content in kindergartens were providing Puberty blockers to young children who have no idea what a puberty blocker is Neither do I by the way (laughs) Neither do most of the people in the audience as you smile Let's just say they're not good Are not just engaged in acts of depravity in many cases They are breaking the law and they should be held fully accountable everything this corrupt establishment is doing to me is all about preserving their power and control over the American people they want to damage you in any form. But they really want to damage me so I can no longer go back to work for you. You execute a drug dealer and you'll save 500 lives because they kill on average 500 people. Polish all COVID mandates and lockdowns and rehire every patriot who was fired from the military with an apology to them and give them their back pay that they've been looking for. Fauci. I used to Listen to Fauci and whatever he said, I did the opposite. I came out very good.
1: The Washington Post is reporting the Department of Justice is indeed investigating Trump's actions during and around January 6th, 2021. So it begins. A new CNN SSRS Research 2024 GOP primary poll shows Republican voters prefer someone else over Donald Trump by a 55 to 45 margin. That same poll shows 75 percent of Democrat voters want someone else than Joe Biden in 2024 as well. SSRS is a C-rated pollster at 538. Judicial Watch received a trove of documents from the Food and Drug Administration via a FOIA request, which show big pharma companies like Pfizer and Janssen pressured top officials at the FDA to ram through their emergency approvals for the COVID jabs and speed up timelines in a way that, quote, make no sense. According to <clears throat> sources, Chief Justice John Roberts privately lobbied his fellow justices to uphold Roe v. Wade up to the last minute that it was overturned last month. Those same sources also say Justice Kavanaugh was Roberts' prime target. Matt Gates, your thoughts. Is
3: it safe to say that based off of your comments, you're suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. What do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive?
1: Be offended. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile in Ukraine, here's Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky and his wife posing in a photo shoot for a Vogue magazine amid bombed-out wreckage. The streaming service Hulu, which is run by Disney, drew the ire of Democrats for like half a day over their decision not to allow Democrat midterm advertisements regarding matters like baby killing, gun grabbing, and January 6th. The company quickly backtracked and will now allow those ads. And finally, how to get rich like Nancy Pelosi. Here's comedian Ryan Long.
0: Now. If if you're new to investing, you're probably sitting at home thinking, Paul, how did the Pelosi household constantly outperform the S&P 500 even when other firms were getting destroyed? How does your wife have a salary of 223 k and a net worth of $120 million? But if you sign up for my masterclass now, I will teach you how to buy low and sell high by implementing my tried and tested formula of marrying Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Some of these charlatans will tell you to focus on value and not timing the market while completely ignoring the value of marrying Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Let's take Nivedia for example. This graph could look daunting to some, but investing in NVIDIA can be as simple as waiting for your wife, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, to tell you a bill's going to pass, making them immensely profitable. And that's my personal green light that it's time to buy. Other investors are out there looking at charts and graphs when they should be looking at their wife, Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi's classified document.
1: And that's what happened while we were away.
2: That entire thing is very well done. It's about four or five minutes long. If you get a chance to watch it, I would advise it. But basically, his business plan is just to... Marry a prominent member of of the of the Democratic uh, Congressional Caucus. That's that's essentially his uh, his financial advice. Just marry a Democrat in Congress. Jail. Which is a great segue to if you can't if that's not an option for you, might I can suggest that you take advantage of what has been the the traditional means of hedging your wealth against government uh, induced inflation or other government schemes to debase currencies as well as uh, depreciate your values. Um, and that's where our friends over at Bullion Max come in. Uh, they have been around for a long time and they've got an A plus rating from the Better Business Bureau as well. Uh, and they want to help you to. develop... Diversify into gold and silver right now, where their values are back where they were the last time we had a recession. All right, so if you want to get started, you can get Bullion Max's silver starter kit right now at employee pricing. Just go to bullionmax.com/steve. That's bullionmax.com/steve, and the kit includes five of the most desirable silver products to invest in, including the Silver American Eagle. And you can get it all for employee pricing. They can't offer it any more inexpensive than that. But because of how good this deal is, they limit it to just one per household, please. So get yours now at bullionmax.com slash Steve. All right, let us go to the montage. And I wanna I wanna talk about Trump's speech yesterday at the America America First Policy Institute. So for those of you that don't know what that is and you're not involved in the minutia of politics, and frankly, I'm not as involved as I used to be because I just think my time is better spent trying to radicalize you than just cover the system. But I do think that this is important to understand. There is right now a split in Trump world. And you have the MAGA wing and you have the Jared Kushner wing. And the America First Policy Institute is the Jared Kushner technocratic, Brooke Rollins, let criminals out of jail so you're not racist wing. Okay? Um, And you have a lot of people that are in the true MAGA wing, the Peter Navarros, for example, who are openly and publicly urging Trump to not even speak to this group or give them the time of day, hoping they would die on the vine. I think that's a very healthy development, actually. We're gonna have grifters. It's politics. Raise your hand if you can think of a time in human history where politics had no grift. Exactly. So that's cost of doing business here. Okay. That's that's what government how it operates east of Eden, man. All right. We're gonna have grifters. That's unavoidable. The question is, do you have enough integrity in your ranks to confront those grifters? And what you're seeing, for all of the talk, and I originally had these fears too going back six years ago. For all the talk that this is just all cultic and Trump can say and do whatever he wants. Every politician has a base of people like that. Frankly, every person with any public notoriety has a base of people like that. That being, I mean, I, I, some of you send me emails where you're like, I think you might agree with me more than me. All right, that, that just, that's part of having any kind of public persona. You can't avoid it. That's the human condition. But there is, despite the strength of Trump's personality and the notion that he demands complete and total loyalty and fealty, like some kind of South American dictator, with, with, actually within the movement that he's a symbol of, I've actually seen more critical thinking, and willingness to confront your own ranks than I have ever seen on the right, actually. So I think that discourse is healthy. At the very least, you've put the Kushner wing on blast and let them know you know who they are and you're not going to roll over for them again if there is a Trump 2.0 in 2024. Much of the speech that he did give yesterday, I thought, was very Positive. It was clear it was an intent to lay out a vision for a Trump 2024. We'll get into that more this week during the roundtable. That'll be one of our issues on Friday, and we'll look at it more in depth then. But I liked the I liked a lot of the terms that he used. I like referring to groomers as sickos. I think that kind of language is needed in order to clearly label and confront the street level, molecular level of, of evil that we're up against. So, I mean, I thought, I thought much of it was very effective and clearly demonstrated that as much as probably anybody other than say Ron DeSantis, he knows what time it is. But there was something problematic there and it was in Aaron's montage. He did not go against Anthony Fauci the entire time. That's just complete gaslighting. And I know a lot of you don't care when he gaslights them because they gaslight you all the time too. And so you're like, turnabout is fair play. We can we can argue and discuss that. You know, I mean, are you Rahab gaslighting the Canaanites that you don't know where the Hebrew spies are, or are you becoming like that which you oppose? Right. I mean, those are all worthwhile conversations to have. Except sure. that's not what's happening here. He's gaslighting, not them, you. He's gaslighting you. That is not what occurred there. It really wasn't until late in the process when he got out of the hospital after beating COVID that he actually got on full time for the rest of the campaign, the messaging that he should have been on from about June on. I know some of you won't like me saying this. I don't care. I I just, I don't care. I emailed me. I'm a Blaze TV subscriber. I thought you were too hard on Trump, and I'm thinking of unsubscribing. I told him you should not. You should unsubscribe. Save money now. I mean, we're about to have a contested primary. I'm going to analyze things how I see them, not how I think you would like me to. And I mean, if if your continued patronage of Blaze TV comes down to whether you agree with a particular level of criticism, I'm willing to lobby it. You know whom you adore you should actually unsubscribe now like don't pay us like another year of money to then just get pissed off and do it later save the money now quit now back out now we got like a half million subscribers we can lose like a few of you it's all right don't hurt us just quit now if you gaslight me i will pimp slap you i i don't care what team you're on what shirt you belong to what uniform you wear whether we used to work together or I worked for you, whether we are friends, were, will be in the future. I, I don't care. I don't even care if you have a wonderful singing voice. I will pimp slap you. And let me tell you what I really don't care about. Even less than those other things I just don't care about. I really don't care how many of your adoring followers will be offended by my pimp slapping of you. I really only care if you, it's a justifiable pimp slapping. And this one is. Because that's a complete and total gaslighting. None of that is true. Literally nothing he said is true. And if we were gaslighting the media, whatever. But he's gaslighting you. I mean, this is the guy who in May was going to the podium at the White House and criticizing Georgia for opening up, uh, reopening too fast and being dangerous. His messaging was all over the place. By the time we got to October and he finally was on the right message, had faced COVID head on and beat it. The die was cast. The heart ballot harvesting boxes were in place. He handed Anthony Fauci, the keys to the kingdom. Made him de facto president for too long. And just let Debbie Burks run roughshod over the White House. And as we learned from Scott Atlas, that went on until the last day of the administration, basically. So none of that is true. Here's why that matters. It matters because he cares what you think. And we cannot have him make that mistake again. I've had emails from people saying, well, there was no playbook for this. You know, there was no playbook for George Washington to defeat the British Empire. Just that's the job, dude. That's the job. Uh, There was no playbook for Bull Run. Just keep the union together. That's the job. There was no playbook for Pearl Harbor. Just, you know, defend Western civilization. That's the job. Okay. I mean, we're running for not, you know, department manager of Home Depot or McDonald's. It's president. The job is managing situations that there is no playbook for. That's the job. And he completely mismanaged this. And the likelihood that he will mismanage another calamity in the future goes up if he's not called into account for this. And I'm going to trust your adults. And you can be every bit as excited as you currently are about another Trump run and Undoing the steal that they did the last time which I firmly believe they did but again he left his front door wide open you can be excited by all of those things and at the same time say that ain't going to cut it Hoss because it's not as we go more and more into lockdowns and how dangerous they were he signed off on those the inflation that you're getting crushed with right now he signed off on the start of it with the COVID bailouts and the stimulus packages. So I don't care about your feelings. I'm not sure if I've made that clear enough to you, but we're going to have a contested primary pretty much all of next year. So just prepare yourselves now. I. It's not that I'm lazy when it comes to your feelings. It's that I don't care. I really just don't care like at all. I don't. He's gaslighting you. Don't let him get away with it. Even though the other ninety-five percent of what he said, I, I went so I, I somewhere from, yeah, that's okay too. I really like that. But that other five percent there, whew, that's a doozy. We're still paying for man. And and don't let your conservative media gaslight you either. Like I wouldn't trust a CNN poll. Unless I was confident the spirit of George Washington was actually running their numbers. I mean, it would take something like that. Like, I wouldn't even cite it. I wouldn't care. You know, Aaron, when was the last time you had a CNN poll in your montage? Maybe never. Maybe I, I never. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't we don't care. But there's a lot of our peers today that are pointing out that 75% of Democrats would like a different nominee in 2024. Well, 55% of Republicans would like a different nominee in 2024, too. I've noticed a lot of them have left that one out. Have you noticed that? I have. I have, yeah. I've left, I mean, it seems to me if you're going to cite one side of that, cite them both. We cannot become a side where we are scared of the truth ourselves. I'm all for a, if we're going to look at this as we're in a cold civil war. I'm all for giving a benefit of the doubt to the guys that punch the way, the direction you're punching, as opposed to the guys that are punching your way. Fair? Fair. I'm okay with that. But we don't we have to play fluffer duty here while we're at it. You know what I'm saying? We don't need to do that. Don't do this. Don't do stuff like that. A lot of people in our industry right now that are just, you know, getting their jollies off on that CNN poll, but just not reporting the other half to you. Now, maybe you want that. I'm thinking most of this audience is a no on that because we would have so exhausted you by now. If that's you, you wouldn't have hung out long enough to just sustain us on a daily basis. But the reality is, I mean, it's this, it's this graphic Tammy Bruce put out a month ago that Trump's the most popular politician in America. That's kind of true, but his negatives were also like overall his net favorable is like minus seven or minus 11. You know, I mean, we don't have to lie to ourselves. We just don't. And I promise you we're not going to get anywhere or preserve anything by lying to ourselves. I promise you that's the case. I am all for Boaz working over the Kinsman Redeemer at the city gate. I'm not for Boaz lying to me, working me over especially when I'm supposed to be on Team Boaz. Know what I mean? Don't gaslight ourselves. We don't have to do that. Don't fluff for duty for any of these people. Even the ones you like, especially the ones you like, especially the ones you like, don't. It's part of the reason why we got into this mess. We did that for too long. And ended up doing it for 20 years for George W. Bush, John McCain, and Mitt Romney, and here we are. The worst thing you can do for Donald Trump is kiss his ass. That's the worst thing. If there's something that Trump has consistently shown he respects from the very beginning, it is strength. But kissing his ass is actually how you get nothing. He might say nice things about you, but he gives the people who kiss his ass nothing. It's the people who show him strength, that's what he respects. To show him that and you have the strength because he cares what you think and he doesn't get the revenge that he's probably owed without all of you. Bye. Seller Hold is next. Are you waking up in the morning feeling like, man, I just did not get enough sleep? Well, I invite you to try a simple bedtime routine that uh, can work like a charm. All it takes, a glass of water and two safe and natural magnesium breakthrough capsules 30 minutes before hitting the pillow from our friends over at BiOptimizers. That's by Optimizers. Uh, They use seven essential forms of magnesium, including in this full spectrum serving to help you relax, unwind, turn off your active brain after a long, stressful day so that you can rest peacefully and wake up refreshed, vibrant and alert. Magnesium Breakthrough has become a household name over the years because of that reputation. Just recently, the company released their fourth upgraded formulation that works even better than before, and it's a simple, cost-effective solution uh, that they invite you to try for a limited up op- for a limited uh, time right now at Optimizers. They're the makers of Magnesium Breakthrough, and they're also offering additional bonus gifts. To the next 1,000 customers or while supplies last. That includes free bottles of their digestive health products, including their powerful digestive enzymes uh, and their patented probiotic that also helps to alleviate heartburn, acid reflux and more. So that means you're getting free products to try that will support your digestive system throughout the day as well. So if you want to take advantage of this, simply go to magbreakthrough, mag as in magnesium, magbreakthrough.com slash steve and enter steve to activate this exclusive limited time offer. Remember, this offer is only available at this special access website, magbreakthrough.com slash steve, that's magbreakthrough.com slash steve let's get to buy seller hold this is where aaron with help from you in the audience of course presents or buy seller Lindsay, i should say presents to todd and i uh whatever is on your mind from predictions to statements to prophecies todd you and i will decide are we going to buy that are we going to sell that maybe even offer up why we made the choice that we did once per episode we are permitted to go with a Lindsay, but if you do that for any reason other than how did this lame topic even get onto the show you will have to hold Lindsay all the way to the bottom todd you ready to go Mm, yes
1: okay you're you're ready to hold Lindsay to the no i was that's why
2: i changed my answer because
0: then he said are you ready to go so as i i'm ready to go all right okay
1: um we'll begin Uh, With a college football submission. Ray says massive TV contracts for at least the Big Ten and SEC will result in collective bargaining and players' unions in college
2: football. Buy. And that'll happen within the next five years. I don't know that it'll be a full-fledged union. Um, I think it'll at least be some form of uh, representation um, because you're also now into the old Ed Ed O'Bannon thing with using people's likenesses to bring back video games and everything else. Uh, but uh, that's absolutely coming. You bet. Especially after the Supreme Court opinion last year, 9 nothing. Kavanaugh wrote the majority opinion and, uh, and just blatantly told the NCAA that the era of them not paying for labor any longer is over. Don't ever try to bring this business model back into the high court ever again. So that's where this is going to go.
0: Circus, circus, circus. Bye.
1: Next, we go to Aiden Butler, who says, if revival ever happens in America, it will begin on college campuses.
2: I don't feel comfortable buying or selling this because I think that this is a... Um, I'm completely uncomfortable holding Lindsay all the way to the bottom, but you have asked me a question that is beyond my purview, right? I mean, I... I could look at it a couple of different ways um, one we've 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 never had revivals start uh great societal revivals start in places of academia that I can think of like in the history of um, God's redemptive story, but we've also never had places of higher learning or academia so accessible to the masses as they are today, so Although you know what, now that I say that, some may argue that we did at Wittenberg. That was a seminary. I mean, that's what Luther was when he nailed his ninety-five theses there. I mean that he 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 on that door. It was you know kind of on the university bulletin board, asking for a disputation. That's an academic term, asking for a debate. So some may argue that. One began there, I guess, but if if you took that position, that would be like the only one I could think of. But we've also never had elite academic institutions as available to masses of people as they currently are in the West. So I don't know that that historical precedent matters as much. On the other hand, I could I could buy it on the notion that it would be the God thing to do to spark revival within the institutions that we, or institution that we may think is the most far gone in the era in which we live. That is literally, as I've described it, Satan's youth ministry. I mean, that's, that's a God boss move. You know, I'm going to take, we're going to take a carpenter here from the middle of nowhere and walk him out of a tomb. I mean, that's kind of how, you know, we're going to take this Gideon guy and give him just 300, you know, I mean, that's, kind of how God rolls so I could see it working that way too which is probably the angle that you're working to suggest this but I'm, I'm just not comfortable making a selection on something that is not within my jurisdictional authority as a human being so Bold. I guess I'm going down to the bottom with Lindsay here ironically enough
0: I'll sell I think uh, Revival to me is going on in offense is ultimately planting your flag unapologetically uh, for all to he- hear. But I-, I-, I do think from a, there could be Rosa Parks moments on college campuses where y- you-, you take a stand while others are going on offense with their worldview and you just say no, that could inspire others to go forward. I just don't think... The the whole movement, I mean, by definition, if you don't have the church leading on this, it's not a revival. So I, I think you could have a, a spark that comes from in uh, academia that others take over. Because, I mean, if young people with all the energy prone to defiance on, on some level, you just have to make clear what they're actually defying, or is it just defiance for defiance sake? But I could see a spark coming from there. I just don't think, by definition, a revival can happen within academia.
1: Steve, funny you invoke the Protestant uh, Reformation. We've got one coming up that's uh, very bold that invokes the Protestant uh, Reformation. Okay. Uh, Just to preview that. uh, Stephen Barham says, uh, by next summer, the world order will start to impose... Wartime like restrictive measures in the name of global warming because of people dying from quote unquote the heat.
2: Bye. I, I will buy that. I, I think you'll see that here in places like California, New York. I think you'll see it throughout most of the EU. Yeah, I I could buy that for sure. I mean, they are they are going to impose on you whatever you are willing to tolerate and consent to. I promise you that I said this I was on Jesse Kelly's show yesterday. The, the guardrails of America's political duopoly where there was, you know, like with baseball has its unwritten rules that, you know, frustrate the casual fan quite a bit, but also kind of kept the peace for a long time. You know, when you got a guy on a mound, 60 feet, six inches away with a deadly weapon in his hand that he can throw at a hundred miles an hour at somebody's head, you kind of got to have some laws of the jungle, right? In order for, you know, things not to get out of hand and people's tempers to get lost and some really bad stuff might happen. Right. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. We had that in America politically with this duopoly for a long time. And it was just kind of agreed upon. One side doesn't go this far left. The other side doesn't go this far right. That's all gone. But it's not gone on the right. I mean, they're, I mean, the people you're electing still want to single. They want to single-handedly impose that on you still. I mean, that'll be like 85% of the people you'll vote for to save you in your red wave this November. They, they will still, by all means, they will, they will go down, you know, um, they'll think there's a special place in hell for them. They'll, they'll, they'll get to the not quite as hot place in hell because they held on to their precious rules of engagement all the way to the bitter end. Okay? But on the other side, man, there are no guardrails. Nothing. Nothing. There's nothing holding them back from doing anything. They don't care. And so the only guardrail is um, what you will not comply with and what the people, you know, if you get a couple of people elected here and there that have a little more DeSantis in them, then what you're willing to punish them for. I mean, I just saw DeSantis' administration this morning sent out a note to businesses. If you host a drag queen story time hour, you should consider you might lose your business, that it might not get a license from the state to operate. That's what it will take. Few people have the stomach for that level of warfare, though. Which means that they are increasing the likelihood that we'll just go right from a Cold War to the kind we're all trying to avoid. Where, guys, I'm wearing a Desmond Howard Heisman Trophy throwback uniform from 1991, the year I graduated from high school. Do I look like someone who's really anxious to fight a Civil War? Todd, your thoughts?
0: I think we established
2: that. Yes, I'm I'm not... Anxious to do this by any means whatsoever. Okay? I'm not. But I've also read a history booker, 40. So I know how this ends. One minute you're wearing Desmond Howard throwbacks. The next minute, bull run! This is how it happens. Is let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. And then sooner or later, there's nothing else to let go. And so then you just let go of the rope. And it's on. That's my worry. That is my concern. So... (laughs) <laughs> they will do to us whatever we will tolerate and comply with over there I promise you nothing else will hold them back nothing no electoral fears nothing it's just a matter of will enough of us comply with it and then will there not be will will? will it, because here's here's the thing it is still very difficult to impose this stuff like it is not difficult to propose this stuff it's, it's still very difficult to impose this stuff. Like, Macron's can't stop you from turning your AC unit on in Marseille. They need local infrastructure and things of that nature to implement these kinds of things. Someone down the food chain's got to be willing to say, I'm just following orders here, man. What you want to create is a situation where they can't get people down the food chain to do that. Because they're like, I'm not going in there and telling those people that I can't have their AC on in July how they're going to react i won't even try that won't even try it that's what i'm talking about because you are now your guardrail you are you are your guardrail i bought yeah absolutely
0: (laughs) air conditioning is probably gone
1: Next up, Jonathan Howe says the Dems are going to dump on Trump so much they'll get another unintentional candidate and
2: loss in DeSantis. I could see this um, scenario. Yeah. I mean, in, in many respects... What they did, because we had Bush derangement syndrome, remember those days? We had Palin derangement syndrome, right? Romney and his binders full of women, okay? These are all the people that they, well, Palin excluded, they'll always hate her. But the other people I just mentioned are who they have their newfound respects for, right? Okay. But when our base saw, oh, you'll just do this to whoever we nominate, so then... What's the point of even trying to game plan this out? What's the point of working that calculus? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, that absolutely helped Trump, and I could see a scenario where unintentionally they dump so much on Trump that DeSantis just sits down there in Florida doing stuff like in a normal environment. Like let's say, you know, Donald Trump's almost at the age at, at the at the um the the span of life age he's almost 78 now i think he might be 78 actually okay or there about 77 i think so 78 is the lifespan of the average white male or average male in america is 78 okay let's say he were not alive like a lot of people aren't when they turn ages like 77 and 78 let alone is spry and and has ornery as he still seems to be okay but let's say he were not alive Can you imagine the headlines today across the country if DeSantis told businesses if they host a drag queen story time hour, they might lose their business? Can you just that would be the that'd be every newscast right now. Right. Everything would be dominated by that. But now, because Trump's there, he just drops bombs and we know about it. Our media covers it, but they're like, it's like it's not even happening. And so I could foresee that scenario. Here's another scenario that I think helps DeSantis. Pence running. Because, man, and believe me, I will be here with the tubo corn for it. In fact, I might even send Team Trump. No, you got to drop this on Pence, okay? Because it's going to be a race to see who would like to, des- to desecrate Mike Pence, the political figure, me- more. Me or Donald Trump. Trust me. I could see a scenario, though, where Trump becomes so singularly, especially early in the primary, like the first one or two TV debates, And maybe by that point, you know, Pence is so destroyed, he just gets out. But especially like in the first one or two TV debates, couldn't you see the Pence and Trump stuff get so uncomfortable and awkward and heated? That DeSantis is just kind of doing his own thing over there? Yes. And making a direct appeal to Republican primary voters? So in general, I do think the Trump distraction helps DeSantis. And keep in mind, I've said this many times, you would not have Ron DeSantis without Donald Trump. Wouldn't exist. Whether we can we can agree or disagree whether Desantis is a is the fulfillment of what you hoped for in Trump or would be better than Trump or you still don't think he's proven enough and want you some Trump it's not debatable that there would be no Ron Desantis without Donald Trump.
0: Uh, I will sell just because I'm I'm gathering from the, the 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 fact that you the way you wrote it that this is a a boomerang coming back and hitting the democrats and i don't i don't think they think that way anymore because of what they learned with donald trump they felt the boomerang with donald trump that first time they 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 thought they were playing the system the system came back and played them but this goes to what steve said earlier in another question about the guardrails being gone they don't care they don't care about winning or losing this election they don't care about trump or desantis they will destroy no matter what again until there are real consequences beyond elections and i'm talking jail and things like that they don't care they feel they win either way and i think if if i'm misinterpreting what you said i apologize but i'm gathering that you you just seems like you see a win in there i'm i'm supporting uh, i mean i definitely support desantis i'm part of that whatever 55 percent or whatever that would prefer it it be him but i I don't automatically see this as the win you see it do you're just implying a um a self-own of sorts on the democrats this is not 2015 and 2016 anymore
2: okay all right that'll do it for part one of buy seller hold we will come back here after the top of the hour and get to part two and then of course we will be joined as well By the one and only Prophet of Woe and Lamentation. Stay tuned for all of that and more next. Back with Hour 2, live and on demand here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Let us know what you think about what we think by emailing the show steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, MeWe Parlor Gab, and you can also follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, TikTok, and also Instagram. Get clips of the show free of uh, any censorship and free to watch when you go to rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. That's rumble.com slash Steve Dace Show. And you can also find me on Truth Social at real Steve Dace there on Truth Social as well. If you're a podcast listener, thank you so much. You're a big part of our audience, please, if you've yet to do so. Leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow. Thanks to all of you that have done those things. And if you have a question that you'd like to have us consider for the next Ask Me Anything, drop that into your new five-star review and you'll go to the front of the line for consideration. So just want to let you know that. And we had a lot of good questions from our five-star reviews here this past week on our Ask Me Anything. So that was very cool. This portion of the show is brought to you by Blaze TV's Patriotic Socks. We've got... So many of them to choose from. I just tweeted out a photo of my favorite pair. It's Klaus Schwab. You will eat the bugs. All right. But uh, j- just about any patriotic flavor snark that you want to indulge in. We've got some very cool patriotic socks for you uh, and more swag as well. Drink covers and more. There's the Klaus Schwab. You will eat the bugs socks those are my favorite ones all right order your limited edition patriotic socks today when you go to blazesocks.com that's blazesocks.com all of them 100% americ pro american and american made and uh if you use the promo code dace socks you'll get 20% off your purchase promo code dace socks to get 20% off your purchase when you go to blazesocks.com today let us continue on uh, our weekly profit of woe and lamentation will be joining us here at the bottom of the hour but let's continue on until then with part two of buy seller hold
1: our next submission comes from og thor who says the kyler murray contract not not only highlights the sad state of the nfl but also the sad state of american manhood
2: all right bye i we're all gonna buy this so i let me play devil's advocate for just a second okay Okay. to see if there's anything to and make sure... Sh- anything- just
1: a background, so for those okay, who haven't, yes. haven't heard, Kyler Murray is the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He just got signed to a quarter-billion-dollar contract. Somebody leaked the contract, and included within the contract language is a writer that says he has to study his opponent or study game film for at least four hours a week. And if you're familiar at all with football... That's like the most, that's the most that any good player does across the board. Right. Not just, a, especially a quarterback. Uh, and instead have, of playing
2: video games. Instead of playing thing. video yeah. games. That, yeah. I mean, that language, that's what it actually says. Yep. Instead of playing video games. All right. So I just want to make sure we're checking ourselves here. Okay. Because we all reflexively agree on this. We were even just mocking it on and off the air yesterday. Right? Okay. Let, I just want to make sure we check ourselves and there's nothing generational here. Fair? If if the Oakland Raiders had put into Kenny Stabler's contract in 1976 or 1977, that we want to make sure that you're sober and not hung over before we go into a film session in practice. And they put that in his contract because we don't think about the snake back in the day. Legendary like Dean Martin esque legendary figure in the NFL party scene. Fair. Yeah. I mean, not even a secret. It was open and legendary. I mean, we're talking hangover kind of stuff, all right? Like North Dallas 40, he, I mean, is kind of about that era and based on players like himself, for example, and Belitnikoff and all those guys. So if the Oakland Raiders of John Madden back in the day and Al Davis got together for Kenny Stabler's new deal, 76, 77 in that era and said to him, hey, we're gonna make you the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL, but I mean, we gotta put it—we gotta have language in the contract that you can't show up anymore hungover to film sessions. You gotta set the example here, All right. As long as you can handle your business as a man and enjoy the swinging '70s, you know, and you get a few enough Bloody Marys and mimosas in you that at eight o'clock the next morning you're ready to work. Not our business. That's yours. But when you come in here hungover, and it's clear that you're not paying attention to film study and setting a terrible example. It becomes the rest of our business. All right, is that equivalent to what was done here with Kyler Murray?
0: Uh, I I think so, but I don't necessarily so. But my my criticism is of Kyler Murray. So, I mean, the fact that, I, I yeah, the fact that somebody put in language that. That's very very common. So I, I think you can make that analogous. I just don't think it's addressing the f- fundamental issue that Kylie Murray is a man boy.
2: If but if we were doing this show in 1977, would we not say Kenny Stabler is a man boy? You can I mean, you can't show up to work hungover, man. Come on, grow up. Would we have said the same thing about that? Depending on what his performance was. Okay. Right. I'm, so there. I mean,
0: you've said so there, this yourself about like if. You, things that you can get away with when you're winning, you can't get away with sure. when you're losing. So sure. I think that's the
2: issue. So, but and there's, there's been sounds some like issues that with there, Kyler in the past. Yes, there has. Yeah, but it sounds like you think there's at least some situational equivalence here. Oh, I do. I think. Okay. I think
0: actually, right. you—that's a good.
2: Okay. Next up. Well,
0: but that's not the issue. I mean, that, that we didn't—not leaving it there, right? I mean,
2: this is ridiculous. I see, I thought the case you were going to make is. I While I situationally get the analogy you're making, Steve. The vice being pursued here is a still somewhat manly pursuit. Meaning it might be, a, it, it's an indulgence of masculinity, right? It's an unhealthy indulgence of oh. it. It's an out of control variation of it. But what Kyler Murray here is doing is... Social media, video games. Yeah, it's the kind of stuff that stifles those masculine instincts. That's what I thought you were going to say.
0: Well, no. I mean, I know these guys burn off, burn steam off by. Like I said, if you show up and you want to play video games every once in a while, I I, I don't care. I I just, I think this guy is a proven, uh, selfish little brat. I mean, he gave up. He gave up on his team. Uh last year I, I and I I think this is what drives me if
2: I do have a criticism. He did the whole thing. I removed all my team logo stuff from Instagram. That's kind of like the new temper tantrum. The, this, yeah. is
0: when, this is why this is why this case in the NFL, it's really the same thing as college football. Nothing ever changes is because what you don't put in there, what you, you you refuse to do because you'll think it's embarrassing for you some reason, so people will say finally, but you just don't get that yet. There are aren't the, there're clauses in every contract that are um you know what sometimes they're called morality con- what else are they called steve that you, where you just you fail to
2: do your duty you know do deal dili- yeah you're you, talking you, about like um uh, moral turpitude and stuff yeah, like they, that yes thank you yep. they cover
0: a lot of different things but that's we don't believe in moral turpitude uh anymore in general so you don't like why doesn't say uh, kyler Murray, i know how much money you make um but here's what's going to happen um we're going to bench you and embarrass you publicly. And maybe you're, you don't care about that at all. But th- this is ridiculous. See, that? that's what that's needs to happen. That's kind of what they happen. did with this leak, don't you that, think? That's what needs to happen. I, I, no, because it's a leak.
2: Don't you think the leak would have came from them, though? Obviously.
0: Oh, yeah, but that. But
1: I also think it's his agent trying to get out of this and thinking that leaking it is a good idea. It's not. It's embarrassing for everyone. Well, if that's the case, you need a new agent. Bro. Yeah.
2: But, yeah. Go I mean, ahead, finish this, your point. I'm sorry. I,
0: this is just see that how many people you like, like in Arizona like, what does your average Arizona fan think about this probably like, whatever just let's let's play a win go my team okay.
2: why would we why would we put our franchise in the hands of a five foot yeah. eight quarterback that we had to put a writer in his contract not to play video I, games I, I, that's I'd probably like what that they're to, thinking
0: well yeah. I, oh I wish it was but I don't think so
2: okay if I was doing sports talk radio in Arizona that's what I'd be thinking so <laughs>
0: Uh, next,
1: we go to Jedi Master Ayd Mubarak, who says the 1973 movie Soylent Green, which took place in 2022, will make the jump from fiction to reality in the next five to ten years.
2: Oh, it'll be like the next five to ten months. I mean, the New York Times was mm-hmm. just writing about cannibalism this last weekend, guys. Did I, you see that? The New York Times was actually writing there's about a time and place. there's a time and a place for cannibalism. That was just last weekend. That was um, again. The guardrails are off don't make any more projections about what's going to happen in five or ten years. Period. Don't make any. One side of the duopoly here has removed the restraining bolt. Guardrails are gone. I mean, we're going full highway to hell, man. Fire up the Bon Scott. No speed limits. Stop signs. Nothing. So, stop thinking. Some of you... God bless you. Stop thinking in terms of, man, this is going to be really bad in five or ten years. Start thinking in terms of five or ten months. Okay? Too comfortable. Just You're too still comfortable. not doing it. You got to get out of that mindset. This is going down right now and on your watch. So let me say it this time. What are you prepared to do? When you get into five or ten year things... Even if you're really serious about it, you're still, com- you're still complacentizing, if that's even a word, your mind. The idea, you're, you're still hezekiah here. Who's Hezekiah? Hezekiah was one of the greatest Jewish kings early in his reign. It was said about him that not since Solomon had the Passover been celebrated with the solemnity that the, and, and, and ardor and reverence that Hezekiah brought to the table. By the end of his reign... Uh, he gets busted by the prophet Isaiah for bragging about his accomplishments. And when the prophet to a, a group of people known as the Babylonians, by the way, who turn out to not be good buddies. Uh, and when the prophet confronts him, his response isn't repentance, isn't, oh my, I, I, I have to finish my race. I can't, I can't go out like this. Put it on me. Put it on me. Like David would do. David would say, put this on me. Don't blame the people. Put it on me. I'm the one that did this. That's not what Hezekiah does. He says, is this going down while I'm still alive? And the prophet says, No. Not my problem. Don't do that. It's going down right now. Right now. New York Times didn't write headlines about cannibalism in 2026. They did it last week. All right? So get out of this mindset of where they're going to go in five or ten years. They're there. It's on your watch. We will be the people charged to do something about this and stop it. And it won't be in five or ten years. It's going to be five or ten months. So don't make any projections at all beyond what you think will happen in the 2024 primary cycle. Don't go any further than that on anything, anything, nothing, sports, nothing, nothing. You're living through a complete and total chaos and tumult right now, and you need to embrace that. If you don't and begin to make these long and continue making these long-term projections, you will not be prepared for what will history will ask of you to do about this right now or in about 10 minutes so sell because it's worse than your tweet (laughs) done i already
0: answered yes but i I mean i i bought but i like that steve went top rope on me and said sell because it's worth that's (sighs) perfect (laughs)
1: Next, we go to Jesse the Lesser, who says, Josh Allen will have one of the modern-day greatest quarterback seasons of all time. Most yards, most rushing yards by a quarterback, most touchdowns the season, MVP and Super Bowl MVP.
0: So, that's, like, you just, I was kind of nodding my head, and then you just kept adding on, like, every possible thing you could do,
2: which is just... pilots, Elon Musk, but- rocket mar- b- to Mars... But he does. Yes. He he's out.
0: Uh, he does. He's he's kind of right now, and he has some of the same characteristics where F- Brett Favre did when he was ascendant, and we know the numbers that he put up. So uh, can I see him taking, grabbing a lot of that? Absolutely.
2: I'll buy for the for the same reason because I, because I think that this is actually all achievable for him. And it does kind of remind me, and I'm not saying he's going to be Michael Jordan, but it is sort of a Michael Jordan after he lost a heartbreaker to my Pistons in 1990 in the conference finals and mm-hmm. then came back that next year and just swept in and dominated everything that first year. That mm-hmm. that It does sort of feel like, and as an organization, they've, they've gone all in this offseason, too, that they sort of feel like they're on the brink of that. And so, I mean, the odds are that this won't happen because you're asking too much. Mm-hmm. You're right, Todd. But... I do think it's actually feasible uh, that it could, so I'll buy as well.
0: And the thing I like about Josh Allen is uh, any any success that is and there's a lot of them that happen, so I enjoy pointing them out regularly. Is a you know middle finger to the punditry class about what wins and what doesn't, what works and what doesn't. Uh, yeah, Josh Allen has continued to divide the the the, the smart set and now everybody's going to get on board that bandwagon but yeah he was he was too wild coming out of the university of wyoming i mean like have you do you even football bro do you watch there's the perfect uh robo cop quarterback doesn't work does work sometimes the wild one does work doesn't work sometimes how about you watch the games and enjoy it and we'll all figure this out together you're always too smart by half guys always
1: Next is token white man who says, should gas price be manipulated below $3 a gallon and student loan debt forgiven, along with Trump's Rhino primary picks and the GOP taking a knee in the culture wars, the red wave will actually be a red trickle.
2: I could foresee that. Um, the, I, I, I think that's possible for two reasons. One, we are... We, we were balkanized in the massive Tea Party years of 2010 and 2014. We've gone beyond that to, um, or polarized, I should say, in the 2010 and 2014 Tea Party years. We've gone beyond that to pure balkanization. There are still a lot of places that a Republican cannot win, no matter how unpopular a Democrat will be. And vice versa, okay? No matter who you nominate, no matter what you do, there are still plenty of places where each side just can't win. So there is a margin for error there that diminishes Period. Secondly, the Democrats remember when Trump came into, the, came into office in January of 2017, there were fewer Democrats in elected office nationwide than there had been since before the Great Depression. So there were still a lot of swing areas that they could, they could capture, okay? Um, They're upward. They couldn't go any lower than they already were. They're upward, they could only go up. It was just going to be a matter of how much up they went. In this case, the Republicans are not in those dire straits that the Democrats were in. I mean, they, uh, they, there's a very narrow margin in the House. The Senate is technically a Republican majority of, of, of 49 to 48. I think it is, Right. Something like that, or I think that's what it is. But then when you throw in Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders caucusing with Democrats, that gets them to 50, I think is what it is, or 51. It's something like, so technically Republicans have the majority. There's more of them in the Senate right now. It's just that when you throw in Bernie Sanders, and I think there might be another independent, and Kamala can break ties, they can't govern in that body. So there's not as many winnable places for them to newly acquire in this cycle as there were for Democrats in 2018, because the margins are much narrower than they were in there in, in 2018. So there really isn't that much Republicans have to do to blow this on some level. I think there are some environments that are kind of bulletproof, um, like what's going on in Arizona, I think is kind of bulletproof. Um And it's because if Carrie Lake wins her primary and Blake Masters wins the primary out there, they are going to run on messages that won't buy into the stuff you're talking about. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They won't run on generic team GOP messages. Ron DeSantis is bulletproof. He's not running on any of these. He's not running on any of this stuff. And he'll run against it if he has to. But there are still, in a lot of places like where we live... In Iowa and around the country and a lot of red states where they will be caught up in kind of if Team GOP does a full meltdown here and they won't have the the message to differentiate themselves from that so they could get caught up in that so I do think that this is possible I do Um, I don't think there's anything Democrats can do to retain the House I don't but I certainly think they could retain control of the Senate so I'll buy
0: Uh, I agree with everything Steve said uh, but I will sell because i i think it, the the problem as Steve said, is the people, and the people will are going to toggle back uh to Republicans because they feel re- uh, betrayed, and like i this is it was not supposed to get this bad when it's actually you know it was a guarantee it was gonna get this bad if you thought uh even re- remotely. Uh, deeply about your vote uh for uh biden and democrats post trump after watching what they did so i i just think we are on that automatic pilot with the people which is why it will be as much of a red wave as it can really uh, possibly to be holding out because of crazy voices in my head that there is a 15 20 chance that it does turn out to be what steve said
1: Next up is Bryce Burke, uh, taking note of a couple more MLB players who are not making uh, an appearance with their team for road games at Toronto because of Canada's vax mandate. Buy, sell, or hold. Major League Baseball will announce players like this, unvaxed, uh, have gotten the shot, actually, to avoid superstar players missing playoff games if they go uh, play playoff games in, in Toronto.
0: So they're gonna lie. Yeah. yeah. Sell. So, so, but I love, I love. Pray, pray that the Toronto Blue Jays stay in the playoff race because of this. I, I want this action.
2: Agree. I don't think that will happen, um, because you get into liability issues and things with that nature. OK, and the players union and everything else. Yeah. Um, and these
0: are, The Royals, while that was interesting, there was 10 players on a bad team. This is like the number three and the number four hitter on the, yeah, this team. Yeah. OK,
2: this is fascinating. So I'm but but so I will sell that that will happen. But I love I I, I want the circumstance, the general circumstance mm-hmm. you're talking about that friction. I absolutely do want you bet. Before we continue on, a reminder about our friends over at Real Estate Agents I Trust in these unprecedented times. Make sure you do not go into an uncertain uh, real estate market. What do I mean by uncertain? Well, right now we have fewer new mortgages being written than we did after the 2008 housing bubble. That's pretty uncertain. Okay, so before you go in, if you're like, I've got to relocate for a job or, um, uh, you know, I've got a loved one's home to sell because they're maybe going into retirement community or what have you. Or you're just like, okay, I finally listened to Dace and Daniel and I got to get the hell out of this blue state. Whatever the reason is, make sure you get an agent that can help you navigate this process all the way through with a proven track record of success. There's a reason why we've got thousands of agents waiting to be listed in this referral because we're vetting them. Right, to make sure they're worthy of being listed. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The process is simple. Just go there and provide us with some basic info, and then our team will uh, contact you to make an introduction to one of our preferred agents. When you go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Next up
1: is the Merry Mocker of Malevolence, who says, when the demons, uh, aliens land they will preach spirit of the age doctrine and become the physical physical embodiment of their god or lack thereof and set in motion the end of days written in revelations i asked for bold submissions this so
2: week. we go ancient aliens has been the chief heresy all along yeah so cuz most of that is focused on the origins of humanity right and so now we'll go full circle and and it'll be at the uh, a true symmetry here at the end of the age with humanity as well. Yeah. I don't know, man, but I kind of like the way you're thinking. I think it's a great plot point. I have no idea how, how hermeneutically sound it is or eschatologically correct. It is, I suspect not very, but I like the creativity. So I'll buy.
0: <sighs> sure. I'm N- sad.
2: <laughs> Next.
1: This is from burn a sacred cows or burn sacred cows comedy is the closest thing to modern day parables which is why the demonic the left have no sense of humor
2: i like this analysis actually a lot um especially when you look at the way that it has evolved so in and you know it kind of began with lenny bruce he was kind of the first publicly accepted popular profane comic Mm -hmm. in American pop culture. You and I grew up in an era when Eddie Murphy was raw and delirious and Mm -hmm. Richard Pryor and uh, all, and George Carlin. So all that irreverent or profane humor was all that we had when we were growing up, basically. Right. And, and, um, and now we have come full circle and now there, there can be no humor at all. That is a very demonic arc. first, convince you to unhinge yourself, convince you to remove yourself from moral restraints. You'll be freer. You can be more honest. You can be you, right? So that was the period we saw how comedy evolved in the 60s, 70s, from the 60s to the 90s. Free yourself of moral restraints. And so there were absolutely none. And then when you're freed of all moral restraints, the demon the the demonic realm comes back to you and says here is your new moral restraint yes because it's not about your freedom it's about freeing you up for your eventual bondage so here's your new moral restraint you actually can't be funny by telling the truth about anything at all i love this who is this yeah burn sacred cow this is one of the smartest we've had in a while here and, and we've been on a pretty good run with smart suggestions, but this one is particularly insightful. Well done there, brother. That's smart.
0: Well, this is also why many different comedians have gone on to ha- do really solid work in drama. I mean, and as zany as Robin Williams is because they they, they get... I mean, the whole point of their comedy, even at its zanius, was to, to get to this pl- place of core truths and they transfer them on into drama in ways that other people just can't reach. And this goes way back beyond... Uh, Steve's nailed it about the area he talked about. But this is court jester stuff. The court... I mean, the court jester there was to entertain the king. And he could make jokes about just about anybody. But as soon as he makes a joke about the king... The very next day, I said, oh, why do you have a different court jester there? Because that court jester just made a fun about you, and he just lost his head. And that's what comedians are doing. It was okay for a while. It was a joker. It was all part of the plan. Right. But now, I mean, there's, there's, you know, what? No, Dave Chappelle? I, I don't think you know what time it is, Dave Chappelle. What are you doing? You're supposed to be on the reservation because the state has become the king.
2: Dave Chappelle should just change his name to Donald Trump at this point. Yeah. Yeah,
0: that's true. Uh, next
1: up, Tom Deerling has a nice list, I think. Mount. This is a hard list, but I think it's, he does a pretty good job. Mount Rushmore of 80s headbanging rock intros. No particular order. Okay. Welcome to the jungle.
2: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's Here's the thing. This is an impossible list, so it's bad yeah. if there's something you think that doesn't belong there. Because sure. we could come up with 20 songs that belong sure. there, right? Okay. So, yes. bye. You bet. Uh, crazy Train. Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, that was... I mean, it took me weeks to master that on Guitar Hero back in the day. That was that Randy Rhodes riff there. Uh, I mean, it's an, phenomenal. You bet.
1: Yeah. Uh, you shook me all night long by sure. ACDC. This I'm is the one. This, I'm, uh, this is the one. I'm like, uh, there's like other ACDC songs that I would probably put above that.
2: This is the first song they actually wrote together when Brian Johnson joined the band, hmm. and he wrote it. They perform. They they most of the song you know today. They they nailed it in a day or two. And then they and then he then then they asked him, "Hey, what do you think of this song?" and he goes, "I think this might be the greatest rock song of all time." And they were like, "It's your first song, bro." He's up a little bit here, okay? But yeah, I mean, it's I think it I agree that you could pick 15 ACDC songs, yeah. but no one could go wrong picking sure. that. No. One. Yeah. And jump by Van Halen. Except it's with the the synth guitar and everything, you know? Okay. I mean, yeah. it wasn't their number one song. I don't, you know what? I'm going to sell on that as much. I love the song, but it just, yeah. it's not, you know, running with the devil or Panama. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a synthesizer my... song, you know? So I'm not sure that it, it, I think it's a headbanger. I think it's a great song. I just don't think it's a headbanger.
0: Yeah. I'm really glad to have Van Halen on the list, but yeah, this doesn't, this feels like, yeah, we got to sell. because running with the
2: devil would have been in the seventies, but Panama, which is Van Halen, the best song they ever did in my view. That's in the eighties. Not a bad list, though. No, fun, and I'm okay um, if you disagree with me on on jump. I mean, like I said, it was the the biggest hit the band ever had. So,
1: all right, here's what we're gonna do. I'm going to read this next submission. This is the one that I teased earlier. This is from Matt Sisk. I don't want either of you to even react. Blank faces. Um, we'll answer this to lead off the overtime bonus by seller. Oh, so we're
2: teasing it. I like it. Matt okay.
1: Sisk says today's woke, nihilistic, demonic society is a direct result and logical conclusion of the Protestant revolution. Individual interpretation, rejection of tradition, big T and little T, and abandoning an established faith for a new one five hundred years ago set the stage for what we see now.
2: Oh, that'll that'll be a good conversation.
1: So, yeah, this is why you yeah. got to uh, subscribe to Blaze TV get yeah, the and overtime. There's, there,
2: there's no one that no way that'll be ha- had in about the 90 seconds we have left in this nope. segment. So that's it. All right. So if you want to make sure you don't miss that today, Blaze TV, well, we may end up killing ourselves by the time we get to the end of that one. All right. So blazetv.com slash dace, that's where you can go to become a discounted uh, subscriber to Blaze TV today. Find out if Todd and I end up harming each other. All right. While he goes Huguenot and uh, I go Puritan, all right, over at uh, blazetv.com slash Dace. I know you're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, but I can't go Huda- Huguenot. That's a Protestant thing. Oh, that's right. Why did I think that was a Catholic thing? Well, because we persecuted uh-huh. him. Oh, that's... <laughs> that could be that. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> and it's on.
2: That's a preview. <laughs> I didn't mean to set you up like that. (laughs) You did. I I did. I literally just got it wrong. Okay. I got it wrong and still set you up. I'm sorry. I did not mean to do that. (laughs) The weekly prophet of woe and lamentation will join us here in a moment. If you are a pet owner, then taking care of your pet means more than just food and water. You know that. The health and happiness is important because the pet is important to your family. That's why I've been telling you for a while now about our friends over at Rough Greens. It's the supplement powder that you mix in with your dog's food to restore the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, many of which were stripped out of your pet's food before it ever left the factory. For the same reasons they do it to we uh, as people today. That's why we're taking so many supplements, because our foods, because of processing for mass distribution these days, are lacking those things as well. And now there is a supplement for your pet. But just to make sure that uh, you see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less and that your pet, frankly, will like it. You know, you never know. People have and pets even have diverse tastes. Uh, We give you the first 14-day Jumpstart bag for free so that you can see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. And if they like it as well, we just ask for you to pay for the shipping because if you're invested, you'll use it. If we just sent this out for free. It would just get thrown away or sent on a counter. We, we want this product to be used for your pet because we think it'll be good for your pet's health. So give it a shot today. Get the free 14-day Jumpstart bag when you go to roughgreens.com. R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com or call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. It's good to see you, my friend. So we had our special last night here on Blaze TV, Uncensored. You, me, and Sarah Gonzalez uh, did the roundtable conversation with plenty of receipts. We all three sat in on the live chat here on the Blaze TV app last night uh, as uh, this was being aired. And, and what were your thoughts of how this special went and the reaction that you saw both in the chat and from people after the fact?
3: My first thought was, imagine what the world would look like if Fox News and the top 10 to 20 right-leaning talkers would have been doing this. Um, What would the world look like? But then again, you could ask that question on a lot of important issues of our time and of the last 30 years. Uh, The other thing is, you know, when I was trying to figure out how do you put in a year and a half worth of material to an hour and a half? Mm -hmm. And how do you get kind of the most important top lines? I start to drill down on issues, and then I realize so many people haven't even heard the basics. Just the fact that in VARES, which is so underreported, but even if there was no underreporting factor, the 30,000 deaths, the almost 200,000 hospitalizations, over a million adverse events, over 50,000 myocarditis, pericarditis, people haven't heard that. Okay? People haven't heard that there were more VARES reported military-related COVID vaccine deaths and COVID deaths. I mean, basic things, it struck me that, you know, we're constantly fighting with the fact checker, so we're going in deeper. Well, this also shows that, and this and that. Most people haven't even heard the basics, and we're an hour and a half, a year and a half into it. Um, But it was great to know. Sometimes it, it seems like we're just speaking into the abyss. It's truly empowering Just like many people feel empowered by our voices, we feel empowered that there are enough people starving for that sort of information.
2: So the entire special is still up on Blaze TV and on the app. It's called Uncensored if you're a Blaze TV subscriber, and you can go there and watch it right when we get done here or anytime you want. So it is still there, and we still invite you to show it to as many members of your family, as many friends as you possibly can. What was the piece of information that we brought to the table last night that you think would be the most surprising to people?
3: Sure. I think it is how early it was known that this is a problem. I think the wide perception, even to the extent that it's leaked out, that this thing wasn't working, is that, well, it's the variant kind of knocked it off track. Um, No, this was the, the information we showed was how the consistency of the safety and efficacy issues were known and had to have been known from day one. And Steve, that's a totally different show than, let's say, hey, it was a rushed experiment. Mm -hmm. Okay, warped speed. Oops, we burnt the piece of toast here. No, you put it all together and it's an all or nothing either you see no evil hear no evil or if you agree and recognize what we're saying you would have to come to the conclusion that it wasn't even experimental which in itself would violate the nuremberg code if you don't affirmatively know that it's safe to to push it out on people uh but no it wasn't experimental i mean maybe there's certain aspects of it uh that might have surprised people but the reality is Based on the documentation we have, everything that came to life later on in the subsequent year and a half of its distribution, they saw a microcosm of it, both on the efficacy and safety side. And that's with the original variant, by the way, during the clinical trials in 2020.
2: So in many respects, this special was kind of a televised version of Fauci and Bargain, where I I took – A year of a compilation of a year of the work that we had done on this show and put it into one singular volume that brought us up to the introduction of the vaccines because they were just being rolled out to the public. When we were finishing that book, we didn't really have any real time data to go by. And so it takes us right up to that point. This special kind of picks up from that point. And takes us from, say, March of 2021, when they now start, they were giving them out as soon as December, but it really wasn't until March that it was available to basically everybody to go and get, every adult to go and get. So March of 2021 to right now. And a lot of the indicators that we saw in the data at this time last year are now seeping their way and finding their way into mainstream media like menstrual cycles and those sorts of things that we would have, that they threatened us with censorship for pointing out when we saw these indicators in the data last year, let's, let's go, let's move ahead. Now what's in the indicators now that they won't be able to lie about a year from now that will, that will now be the stuff that seeps in. Will it be the fertility stuff, the depopulation stuff? What will it be?
3: All of it. Um, People disappearing, people dead. I mean, I think the the depopulation stuff is is uh, lower down on the totem pole. As I noted today on my show, uh, the Republicans like to fo- focus on an economic recession. You know, it's always the economy stupid, but it's not, it's humanity stupid. We are going through a human recession. Hmm. Just like you have contraction in disposable income and GDP and jobs, you have a contraction in humanity. I mean, this is just some of the stuff we have. If you look at the uh, period ending, let's say the 12-week period ending last week, July 15th in the UK, there's 10,153 more deaths than usual that aren't covid. So if you would take the covid deaths liberally and subtract it you get 10,153. That's 11.2% above the 5-year average. It doesn't just happen alone. Wow. I want to give your listeners a sense of what that is. If you take 12 weeks in the UK population and extrapolate for the full year of um, a full year in the US, that would be about 250,000 deaths in the u.s for one year which again i've estimated based on uh the the scientists that i've worked with on this that we're likely in the 300s in terms of vaccine deaths since uh since its implementation uh over the full year and a half you go to alberta okay unknown and ill-defined deaths that's a category it's now the number one cause of death in 2021 Hmm. It skyrocketed 57% from the previous year. Now, here's the thing. In raw numbers, typically it's dementia more recently and historically uh, cardiac that is the heart attack that's the number one cause of death. Whatever that number one cause in raw numbers in the province of Alberta hovered around 17, 1800 a year as the top cause. Unknown and ill-defined deaths not only supplanted that, but in raw numbers, it's three thousand three hundred and sixty-two, almost double that. Wow. Um, it's it's uh the number of unknown deaths was one point seven times as much as the COVID deaths in 2021 in Alberta. And again, Steve, if you take the excess deaths, the excess unknown above the previous year, I'm just doing this for backhand, back of the envelope, extrapolate it for the US population, which is about 76 times greater it clocks in for a year at about 200,000, okay, 200,000, wow. so just so you could, you could understand that. I mean, you look across everywhere. In Scotland, they're doing an inquiry into this. Uh, the UK Telegraph, their health editor, called for an urgent investigation into what is behind this excess mortality. Um, you look at um, Australia, okay, ABC News Australia, they ran an article earlier this month, headline, Australians living longer, but with more chronic disease, excess deaths jump. Um, you go to Scotland, and the UK Times has a headline there, poorly Scotland facing deadliest year on record. And they say suicides are up at least a quarter, coupled with a big rise in fatal heart conditions. Hmm. Now, they, as we mentioned last night, they're going to try to say, well, you know, the spike protein is in the pathogen and and it's uh, um, damages the heart, which, Steve, it's kind of interesting. I don't know when we ever heard of a respiratory virus that that does that. It's kind of interesting. But the problem is that the timing coincides perfectly with the take up of the age bracket of the vaccine eligibility. It doesn't coincide with 2020, mm-hmm. which is a clean, full year of covid but with no vaccine and moreover um this was in uh this was in the uk spectator okay this is a quote um or i don't actually i don't have the quote in front of me but i do have the data here at home deaths okay people dying at home they make up the largest cohort of the excess deaths, the number of at-home deaths is up 31.5% above wow. the five-year average wow. compared with a 12% increase in in hospital deaths or 10% increase in care home deaths. What does that tell you, Steve? Again, with COVID, people don't just get the sniffles, a little bit of a sore throat, maybe some fever, and boom, have a heart attack. I'm not saying it's never happened, but it doesn't. It's usually the final stage. They're in the ICU after three, four weeks, and then it gets their heart. The sudden deaths, I think we know where that's coming from. The at home is something that you cannot cover up. It jives with the Israeli EMS data that showed this massive, massive increase only in 2021 exactly coinciding with the months that the vaccine came out of sudden heart attacks, EMS calls showing you know, younger people. There's no way you could hide this, and I think we're gradually reaching that breaking point. Is there any
2: possibility that this is the back side of lockdowns, meaning people missed screenings, prevention, Everything that, you know, when people hear elective, they think, well, it's taking basket weaving in college. No, in healthcare, elective is defined as anything that's not immediate life-threatening, right? So is it how how could, could could lockdowns have played a factor in this now that we're on the backside of that, which, of course, doesn't absolve any of the exact same people we're talking about, but could that sure. be an explanation?
3: So it's actually interesting, now that this is the 800-pound gorilla Now in the they room, want to talk about
2: lockdowns. They want to yeah. talk about
3: lockdowns. Yeah. The media does finally say that, uh, the the problem with that is that that would be something that you could muddle the waters with more with cancer, which there are concerns that the vaccine mm-hmm. is causing that as well. Mm-hmm. So you could say that's a long-term thing, the mixed, uh, missed uh, colonoscopies, the missed mammograms, right. and you'll have more people getting uh, stage four rather than stage three. The, the problem is it doesn't explain the sudden cardiac deaths in young people. Or the I mean, sudden and, deaths and at home
2: doesn't explain that either. At home, yeah. the,
3: the sports players... Um, It it really, and and, and again, the timing too perfectly coincides with the shots and not a very long-term, spread-out, gradual thing. I do think what we are starting to see is... The deaths until now tracked very closely with theirs reporting, because what we're mainly seeing were the short term. So the cardiac ones were the people that, you know, within a week, you know, Steve Kirsch put out the evidence from this week. In one hospital in Ontario, you had three doctors and two of them looked awfully young in the pictures. One was maybe middle age. Uh, Three of them in one hospital died within a week of getting their fourth dose, sudden death unknown. So I think you have those things. But I think what you're starting to have now is the long term safety concerns. However, that kills a person. Maybe it's the subclinical myocarditis and other issues that take longer to fester because you're starting to see a decoupling with, you know, there's not much new vaccine take up, but the deaths are really piling up.
2: Great work. Sobering, but great work as always, my friend. Thank you for bringing the woe and lamentation as always. All right, take care. Great work last night too. Glad to provide. You bet. Yes, you are. Uh, Daniel brought to you by Home Title Lock. Yeah, we've been telling you a recent story about a real estate agent in Arizona who went to work one day, checked out the MLS to see what was new in their real estate market. And I'm like, that house looks familiar. It was their own. Uh, someone had gone online, pilfered their uh, home title because it was kept in an online database and then made it look like they had sold their home to them and then put their home up on the market to try to make a quick Few hundred grand off of it. Don't let that happen to you, uh, because your mortgage lender and your homeowners insurance can help you. But this is what Home Title Lock does: they put a virtual barrier around your home's title to prevent any, shall we say, nefarious activity. If you want to go online and register your address to see if you're already a victim and don't know it, you can do that for free at hometitlelock.com, and then you can get 30 days of free protection. With the code radio, 30 days of free protection with the promo code radio for your most important assets, your own home. When you go to hometitlelock.com once more, that is hometitlelock.com code radio. Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel? It's amazing the layers
0: of this when you start pe- peeling them back, how this could create a demographic winter. Because we've, I mean, we already know about ovaries, testes, et cetera, things like that. But because of the myocarditis and seemingly prevailing more in men and this ticking time, Bob, what kind of um, imbalance similar to post tragic wars uh, where many men have come by and and the the amount of available males to marry, Mm -hmm. even if even if biologically both sets of the equation work, what if there's just not enough sets of the equation increasingly to pair bond? Because this thing so wipes out in the next decade. I mean, I the, the casualness with which I know, and we don't do that. We've been trying to wake people up. But still, the casualness with which people still are addressed, just like that hospital story, like three doctors, people know, just died. How How is this like not national news at this point? Well, there's... T- I, there's... No, not only is there no good answer to this, mm-hmm. it's Aaron's razor, man. I mean, the the fact that people have just made their peace with this is appalling.
1: You want to hear something really depressing as yeah.
2: well? Well, more than that. Yeah. By all means, especially here at the end.
1: <laughs> Which, if, if, <laughs> pun yeah, intended. Yes. yes. If, if the same people pushing vaccines or similar people pushing vaccines had basically told, told the West... Hey, if you're if you want to to save the planet, we need you to sterilize yourself here. Take this jab. I think the I think a lot of people would have willingly done it
2: as well. I agree. The longer that this goes, I think millions would do it. Yeah, I think millions would do it. I I agree. That'll do it for today's show. We are back at it again tomorrow noon to two Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV. Until then, John three seventeen.